So yeah, happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Without you, none of us would be here. So let it think about it. Um, I think that Google is actually a woman. Are you guys with me? Because she's always trying to finish your sentence before you're even done putting it in. I mean, seriously. Have you thought about that? So I've been Googling some things, and I'm changing my diet because I've had some health issues, and I've had to get gluten-free noodles, and those are fake noodles, so we call them impastas. Okay. And, you know, I was really bummed out about this fake pasta. I was driving here, and I was trying to buckle my seatbelt, and I couldn't figure it out, but then finally it clicked. And... Um, I was feeling distracted about it because I got fired from the calendar factory, but I don't understand because I only missed one day. Okay. And I was gonna end this portion by telling a construction joke, but I'm actually still working on it. So. All right, you're welcome. Little Mother's Day stand up for you, okay? I know they're terrible, but, you know, thank you. <laughs> oh, you guys are good sports. Hey, while we're talking about Mother's Day, I want to just acknowledge that Mother's Day can be super painful for many people, um, whether you're a man or a woman. It can actually be hard to come to church to hear a message on Mother's Day if you have experienced a loss. Um, many women have been infertile for many years, and it's very painful to come and, and have that as your heart's desire and not be included in it, and I've been there. Um, and I just wanna say thank you for coming this morning, and we love you, and I'm sorry that Mother's Day brings up pain for you, but we're so glad you're here. And um, we wanna pray that God does a special thing in uh, your heart while you're here. And if you're estranged from your kids or your mom, that God would bring restoration to you, and that Mother's Day would turn for you and be a good thing, all right? So thanks for coming. So. As I was preparing for this message, I am not great at getting Mother's Day messages because I feel like you have this pressure that everything's been said about like the mother of Jesus and all of these things, and there's this pressure to do something that um, is about specific to mothers. So I'm not going to do a specific Mother's Day message, but I'm going to mom you, okay? So you guys okay with that? So I'm just going to be a mom giving a message on Mother's Day. Is that all right with you guys? <laughs> uh, sometimes it's hard for men to relate to. And really what I've had on my heart for a while is thriving in difficult seasons, okay? I wanna talk to you guys because all of us can relate to going through some hard seasons, amen? And sometimes when I, I notice spring coming in and we've seen obviously our spring has sprung here at City Lights and we are going to work with our Seventh-day Adventist host church to try to clean some of that property up and, and do some landscaping. So be, be, uh, be aware that we're going to do a little serve project out here to help with the grounds out here for spring. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's going to be good. But sometimes when spring happens, I realize I have been so tired of winter for so long. How many of you hate winter? Yeah, me too. I just get so tired of it. How many of you hate the wind that we were just having? 
How many of you are over it? I go to soccer games, and I'm telling you, spring soccer is not as fun as fall soccer because it's so cold and it's windy, and I'm over it. And then when spring starts coming, I feel like I'm on vacation. You know what I mean? Here in Colorado, when you get a day that's in the 70s, I literally think, am I in Southern California? Thank God. Where am I? This is amazing. And I think we need... We need to, to, to be aware of and thankful for when seasons shift and also recognize which season we're in because sometimes the winter is long, but the spring is coming, okay? And some of you are in a season of winter in your hearts and you're tired of it and there's wind and there's hardship, but I want to tell you this morning, spring is coming for you and things are going to start popping in your life and I want to talk about how to get through those seasons. And before I do that, I want to tell you the way that I think about life, the way I think about seasons, is I think in terms of, and I don't know why I think this way, I think of every season, if I do everything I'm doing right now, what will my life be like in 10 years if I don't change anything? The way that I'm momming my kids, 10 years from now, when uh, my youngest is 18 and my oldest is 20, if I keep momming them, like I am right now, what would that look like in 10 years? That's the way I think. Do you guys think that way? You should, probably. I think it's probably a good idea. Um, think about it. If I'm going through a trial and I keep doing what I'm doing with my heart and my behavior, what will the results be in 10 years if I keep doing this thing? Okay? So we want to think in terms of legacy. We want to think in terms of this is more than this little winter that stinks. In terms of like, this winter has a purpose. And if I do it right, there will be lasting fruit for my kids and my grandkids because I'm doing really well in this season today. Okay? That's the way I think. Um, and I want to be healthy. I want to be as healthy as I can. So every season that comes against me, I want to, to steward my heart correctly. How many of you want to be healthy Christians? You want to be whole. You know why? Because this church, we are called to light up the world with the love of Jesus. And so it's very, very important that we live healthy and we learn how to navigate seasons because the world is looking to us to be an example, okay? And so we want to shine the love and light of Jesus, and I want to talk to you about how to do that even when the pressures of life are squeezing against you. And I want to say this, seasons are important, okay? The cycles of nature are for maturity, God uses the seasons. How many James Taylor, Carol King, you know, winter, spring, summer, or fall, you know? Oh, you got, yeah? My dad raised me right. I don't know about you, but. Um, anyway, songs about it. Winter, spring, summer, fall. They all are for a purpose. And plants come to maturity, and they grow, and they reproduce because of seasons. They actually need to go through all four seasons to be healthy. Okay, so we're going to get through that, and it's important for us to lock in, and so, of course, season of winter looks like things are happening under the ground, right? More things are happening under the ground in our lives than above the ground, and that can be challenging because it feels dormant, and we're actually probably living off of last season where we were harvesting and storing up the good things of God in our lives so we could survive the winter. Have you guys ever felt that way? This might be a little abstract. I'll bring it home a little bit. Um, spring is when things start waking up. 
life becomes visible, things start popping in our lives, we're excited, there's a lot of rain, you feel God's presence, the word comes alive, you're excited about new things. How many of you have been through a season where nothing is new and you don't get any new ideas or hear from God? That's like a winter season. Spring season is when that thing starts popping and you're like, I feel like God just made a verse come alive to me. Things are popping in my heart again. That's a spring season. And then there's a summer season where things start maturing in us, and he takes those words, and he begins, they begin to grow, and we have to water them. And we steward it through the heat and through the trial. And then, of course, the fall is the harvest, where we begin to reap what we've sown in a previous season. Okay? So seasons are sowing and reaping but you don't reap in the same season that you sowed, okay? I'm a good mom, oh, thank you. (laughs) You don't reap the harvest that you're sowing in this season until a different season. So we have to sow by faith. We give our tithes in this season and probably won't get a $5 million check in the mail tomorrow. I don't know, maybe. But maybe it's a season of of faithfulness where we're sowing, we're sowing, we're sowing, and we believe that God's going to reap a harvest, a blessing in our life over our finances. Sometimes we're sowing in this season of just training up our kids, and we believe that they will get raised correct, okay? It's like um, cattle ranchers. All the baby animals are being born right now. And uh, in about how many months are we going to have an awesome steak? (laughs) I don't know if you guys know, Kurt used to be a butcher, so we know about some good steak. All right. So we're looking forward to that season because that cow, that little baby is going to be so good. All right, so I just want to give you six quick things about how we can thrive through every season. These are the things according to Emily. There are obviously more things in the Bible, but I don't want to keep it all day because you guys got to have brunch, okay? So I want to keep this in mind. We can thrive in all seasons. We are called to shine the light and the love of Jesus no matter what you're going through. If God has called you to it, he will give you the grace to move through it and to still have the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Because joy is strength in the kingdom, okay? And there is a way to walk through every season, and every season is important. And then uh, we also are called to bear fruit. So we can't just stop in a season and stop sowing and stop thinking in those terms. We have to sow to the Spirit because we're called to shine and we're called to, to bear fruit, okay? So these are things we need to go to know to thrive. Number one, we need to know who we are, Okay? Pastor Kurt preached last week a message on identity that is one of the benchmark most important messages we need to get in our hearts um, here at City Lights just for the way that we think in terms of our identity in Christ. How many of you were here last week? So good, right? If you weren't, we do have a podcast. But Pastor Kurt talked about our identity in Christ is that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That the old man has passed away and all things are new. And do you guys remember he had the punching bag over here and the shovel? And he was talking about if we try to live in a false identity, it's our old nature, we're beating up something that died with Christ. For example, Emily 
is insecure, or Emily is a gossiper, or Emily is a liar. And then I go over here and I'm like, why was I lying? I'm so stupid. And I beat this dead Emily. You're so stupid. You're a liar. You're a liar. Right? Do you guys remember this example? So I'm beating this thing that is dead. My sin nature died with God. And then Pastor Kurt came over here and he had the chair. And he said, we actually sit in this seat because even if we mess up, we know who we are in Christ Jesus, that that liar, Emily, died with Christ. That is not my nature. That sinner, that, that gossip, that insecure Emily, she died with Christ. And I don't need to go beat her up. I need to sit and say, God, I thank you for who you created to me, me to be, that I am a daughter, that I can walk with you, that I have the mind of Christ, and I am seated with you in heavenly places. That is who I am. I'm not going to go there anymore. Okay? Yeah? Amen. We have the capacity to sin, but we don't think of ourselves in that nature. Amen? We think of ourselves as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Okay? So we need to know who we are because the adversary comes to wear you out. Did you know that's a demonic strategy? It talks about in Daniel 7. It says, in the last days, there is a demonic strategy to wear you out. And if you do this back and forth stuff of, oh, my, I'm going to go beat myself up, and then I'm going to be over here, and then I'm going to be over here, you will be exhausted. The Bible talks about spiritual exhaustion will kill the harvest in your life. Did you know that? If you become spiritually tired, you will not bear fruit. And I can prove it. Galatians 6.9. Let's read this. Let us not become weary in doing what is good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That word weary is not just I feel kind of tired today, so I don't really want to go unload the dishwasher, which is every day, but anyway. (laughs) That word weary, it speaks of spiritual exhaustion. It's talking about your spirit. There is a demonic strategy to wear you out from the inside so you will quit and you will give up and you will lay down and you'll stop sowing and you'll stop expecting good and you'll think this is all there's ever going to be. It's not going to get better. That is a strategy. But listen, we're aware of this strategy and so we are not going to give up because at the proper time, you're going to reap a harvest this is the, th- the thing. If you don't quit, you win, right? If you don't quit, you win. So we got a king in there. And the, the thing about um, the strategy to wear us out is that the key is that we rest in Christ in every season. You're seated with him. You're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory. You're not fighting for a breakthrough. You're fighting from a breakthrough. Okay? Let his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It's done in heaven. We say, let it be done on the earth. I know who I am. And I am not going to grow weary because my spirit's alive on the inside. Okay? All right? You guys okay? All right. So we're going we're gonna to not get worn out. Number two, we need to know that there is a purpose to our season. Ecclesiastes has that famous, you know, the bird song, um, to everything, turn, 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 you know, there's a season, turn, turn, turn. 
Um, and it lists all those different seasons. There's seasons of the soul all over the place. And there is a purpose to everything, okay? I want to tell you something. Not every season is good. Not everything that happens to you is good. Is cancer good? No. Is abuse good? No. Is war good? Is it a time for it? There is a time for it? Maybe, because things happen on the earth. It's not good, but this is the promise God makes to us, is that he makes all things good. So if it's not good, it's not over. Okay? If it's not good, he's not done. Come on. He's working a purpose in you. Romans 8.28, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. If it's not good, it's not over. If it is not good, it is not over. I just want to speak that to your heart. If it's not good, he is not done. He is working for good on your behalf. Okay? And a lot of times I've just learned through seasons, instead of asking why, we ask, what? What do you want me to learn? What are you showing me in this season? Okay? Because there's a purpose. And honestly, a lot of times, how many of you know we don't recognize the purpose until we're past that season, and then in hindsight, we see what he was doing in us? So sometimes we need to realize there is a purpose, and I will see it someday, and it is for good. Yeah. And we have to also remember that we've been sowing, 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 and there is a law that what you reap, you're going to sow. And when you sow to the Spirit, you reap eternal life. And when we're sowing and we're sowing in faith, we're going to see the purposes of God and good come out on the other side, okay? Can somebody get happy about that? The other thing I want to tell you is number three is we need to know what season we're in and we need to embrace it. We need to get our season close to us even when it's hard. Okay? Your life is a testimony and you cannot have a testimony until you have a, a test, right? Nobody's going to trust you. Nobody's going to put you out front. Nobody's going to let you lead them if you have not been through a test. Okay, we need to embrace it and say, God, you're going to do something amazing in my life. And I feel like most, the most beautiful things when we watch movies is when we see people triumph through a trial and they don't break their character and they don't quit. How many of you like Braveheart? Okay. <laughs> How many of you like these, these movies of these guys that, that deal with these trials and then they inspire many? And that is what God is doing in you. Your life is inspiring if you don't quit. Embrace it, okay? Um, one thing I just wanted to share with you guys about my own life is my husband, Kurt, when we were in our young 20s, we weren't dating yet, but we were um, going to the same church and we were in the same young adults ministry. So he was probably 22-ish when he was going through the season. And I wasn't very close with him, but I knew what he was going through. And he was going through the worst pain of his life, the hardest trial. And I'm not going to get into it because it's his story to share. But he was going through hell. And I can tell you, like, 
bad, could have walked away from God and just cashed in the chips and I'm just going to go to the bars, I'm going to sleep around, I'm going to fill up my, my pain thing with, with stuff, right? And I was watching him and I didn't know him very well and I knew what he was going through was worse than anyone that I knew in that age group, I promise. And this is, this is Kurt at church every week. God, I love you. Jesus, you're so worthy. I love you so much, God. Let's praise him. And he would just run around and cheer God on. And he was going through the dark night of the soul. That is shining, okay? That right there, that right there is a man I can yoke my life to. That right there is a man I can raise kids with. That right there is a man who we can go through seasons and he's not going to quit. I respect him so much for that. I trust him with my life. I trust him with my kids. We have navigated some stuff together. I've had a lot of health stuff. We have an autistic kid. We've had miscarriage. We've had job changes. We've had a lot, which all of you have. But there's something about him embracing that season and going through it with the right direction to just God's heart, and I trust him with my life. And now he's leading a church. God is making something beautiful. Some of you are in that crushing and that pressing season. And we have a verse for that, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. Skip down a little bit. I know, it's really good. It's the Bible. You should read it. I didn't make that one up. Um, my jokes are bad. The Bible is good. Okay. <laughs> Second Corinthians, so skip down a little bit. Second Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. So we have these things that we said we're pressed but not crushed. We're perplexed. We're not in despair. There's pressures of life happening to us and at us. But how can we have something inside of us that says right here, uh, 2 Corinthians 4.16. Therefore, we don't lose heart. That lose heart is the same word for growing spiritually weary. Same word. Do not lose heart. Do not grow weary. Don't stop. We don't lose heart. Though we're outwardly wasting away, we're inwardly being renewed day by day. For our light momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So... We fix our eyes on what, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. Amen? My husband put his eyes on what he couldn't see because he believed. You are here right now because you believe there's something you cannot see. It would be silly to get you together and just have me give you a little TED Talk pep talk. This is a waste of our time. There is an unseen God who sees your heart, who you believe because you're here, so you have faith. And he is going to move on your behalf, and you are being renewed in your spirit every day. Bible says it. You are being renewed in your spirit every day. I want to speak that over you. 
say, I'm tired. You are being renewed in your spirit every day by the spirit of God, okay? So we're going to get our eyes on Jesus. Um, How many of you know the difference in cost between um, olives, a jar of olives, and olive oil? Is there a difference? (laughs) We have a grocery store man here. (laughs) What's more expensive? The olive oil. What happened to those olives? When they happened, they got crushed. How about grapes and wine? A good wine. They've been pressed. There's a cost, but there's beauty in it, and there's a richness, and there's a weightiness. And it's something beautiful, guys. This is forming us, okay? All right. Number four, seasons are temporary. Seasons are temporary. Amen. Winter is temporary. It is going to pass. But I do want to say this, even in the hard seasons, there is a pastor that I respect so much, and he has changed my life, who, um, who taught me something. I want to just share his story with you. He is part of a church, and they were praying for his father, and his father was the pastor, and his father got cancer. And they were praying for healing for him. They were standing in faith for him. And unfortunately, his dad died. Okay. And then the church passed to the son. And so the son is telling the story. And the son has to get up the week that his dad died when they were standing in faith for his healing from cancer. He had to stand up in front of his church and give a message that very Sunday. How many of you like pastors who only tell when they're on the other side of a story? I think we need to talk about our journey too, okay? Because we go through some stuff. So this man was in the middle of despair and why didn't you heal my dad? What's going on? And, and heartbreak, right? And he came before the church and he said, I've gone before the Lord and I don't understand it all, but listen, when I get to heaven, there won't be sorrow, there won't be death, there won't be tears, there won't be dying, there won't be pain, right? We have that to look forward to. So in this season, in this moment, I have that window to give him a sacrifice of praise in my pain and offer it to him. I won't be able to do that on the other side. So in this season, this temporary hurt pain season, and I don't understand, I'm going to give him my praise because he's worthy. Come on. Every season has a purpose, even in your pain. And if we catch a hold of, of, of intimacy with Jesus, and we look to him and we love him, there are things he can do in us that are going to bring out that olive oil and that wine in our lives. And it's beautiful, and that is what changes the world, because we have something real. We're not just cute, precious Christians. Okay? We're not cute. We're not bumper sticker cliches. We know how to walk through fire and not smell like smoke. All right, number five, know that seasons of difficulty produce strength. So I found something interesting um, about 
this experiment that was done in the 1980s. They built something called a biodome, and it was this protected environment where they were going to have the perfect conditions for living, and they were going to have purified water and perfect oxygen, and they planted um, flowers and trees. They had people living there, eating the best food, and they were like, going to increase life expectancy and probably think about living on Mars or something. But they noticed after a long time living in these perfect conditions that the trees, once they got to a certain height, they would just fall over. They would fall over. But it's the perfect conditions. Why? What's going on here? How can they not grow in this perfect environment? How can they not stand up? And the scientists were baffled. And they found out they forgot to add wind. They forgot to add the element of wind and pressure whoosh, whoosh, to blow on those trees. Because what happens is those trees dig their roots down and they become strong and they grab a hold of something deeper so they can stand when the time of testing is coming. Come on. How many of you, come on. It's good. How many of you know those wins and those challenges and those uncomfortable seasons, they are making you amazing. They are making you so steady and so steadfast. You need it. Say, I need wind. I need adversity. I need something real. Because I'm going to stand. Okay? Isn't that good? Mm Mm-hmm. Paul said in Philippians 4.9, he was asking God to change his season and make his precious biodome Christianity. He was like, God, this is painful. Will you take away this suffering that I'm dealing with? And this is what God said to Paul. You guys with me? Turn to Philippians 4.9. God said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest upon me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I'm weak, I'm strong. I don't know about you, but I want the power of God to rest on my life. I want the power of God to rest on my life. How many of you want the power of God to be manifest in your life? How many of you want the power of God to rest in your life? We need hardships. We need pressing. Because in the weakness, his power is made perfect. And when we're weak, we're strong because he's strong. Okay? It's topsy-turvy kingdom stuff, but it's important. And how many of you know that you never know that God is all you need until he is all you have left? You never know that he's really all you need until he's all you have left. It's for your good, okay? We're going to press through. And uh, number six, I just want to say this quick. Seasons change, but he doesn't. He's the same. If you're in a great season, he's the same. If you're in a bad season, he's the same. He stands outside of time and seasons, and he is so for you. And as I wrap up, I'm going to give you just some real practicals. I'm going to give you four things that are practicals that you need to do if you're walking through these seasons. Okay? This is more of a talk. We're working and growing in our communicating, so I hope this is okay. It's coming out a little rough, but hopefully you hear my heart here, okay? Is I want you to thrive. I want City Lights to be people who, who are real, that we have the power of God. It is important to me that our church is real, okay? 
So these are the things we do. We take a lesson from Pastor Kurt. We worship, no matter what. He's worthy of our worship, and he inhabits the praises of his people. So if you want to get through a hard season, you need to be in worship. You need to be intimate with him, and you need to let him tenderize your heart, because he will come close. You draw near to him, and he will draw near to you, I promise. The second thing you need to do is you need to get in the word, and you need to take hold of every single promise. It's okay. It's for you. It's all for you. The good stuff, you just take it and you say, that's mine and I'm going to believe it. You get it in your Bible. Read the Psalms if you need some help because David is like an emotional roller coaster and I appreciate that. <laughs> How many of you moms appreciate David? Okay. You're like, oh my gosh, I love God. I'm spinning and dancing and then kill them all, God. <laughs> oh man. In the spirit, kill the demons, don't kill the people, okay? All right. But seriously, get in the word. These are practical. Get in the word. Read about Elijah. He went through some stuff, but he made it through. Read about Paul. He went through some stuff. He made it through. You know you should read about is probably Jesus. He went through some stuff, but he shined and he made it through. And we are the, the harvest of what he sowed and laid down his life for. The third thing I want you to do that's practical is I want you to remember. I want you to remember. Remember, remember, remember who he is and what he brought you through. Pull up to mind the things that you've walked through that were victories. And in your remembering, I want you to be thankful. Because as I said, we're real. Okay, we're honest. But we're not complainers and we're not grumblers. You can be real and you can still speak um, things that are helpful. And you cannot partner with um, complaining in your season. So remember the good things and be thankful in it. And the fourth thing I want you guys to do is I want you to stay in community. The devil looks for those he can devour, so you need to stay with your pack, right? He'll try to get the weak ones that are kind of off on their own, doing their own thing. You need to stay close to people. You need to get in small groups, and you need to come to church every week, especially when it's hard. Because the enemy is trying to devour us. And you know our example of going through hell and having people close to you is Jesus. The worst night of his life, he went to dinner with his friends. And then he had an after party with his inner circle when he went to pray. The worst night of his life leading up into his death for us. He was in anguish. He took friends with him. His best friends, he wanted them there. And that is the same for you. You need to have friends who know where you're at that can walk you through. Okay? If Jesus needed, I think we do too. All right. So I am, I am after a church that thrives in all seasons. Okay? I'm after it. We can have adversity. We can have trials. But we're going to shine and we're going to bring glory to Jesus in our seasons. How many of you are on board for that? How many of you are on board for that? Come on. All right. <laughs> awesome. All right, I'm going to pray for you guys. God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for um, the care, God, in picking every person to be part of this community. Lord, I thank you for every season, Lord, that um, you only know what these people are going through. So, God, I pray in their hearts they would have hope this morning. They would feel encouraged, God. They would, they would know that um, this is only a season and that you're going to bring out gold in them that you're going to um, be glorified through this thing, God. So I pray right now for answered prayers. 
I pray for faith to arise. I pray for courage to rise and hope to rise in this room. In the name of Jesus, amen.